Hi, it's Laura from the FIRE podcast. I'm super happy to announce that we've put together three special episodes dedicated to the boiling energy of European scenes in collaboration with We Are Europe. We Are Europe is an independent online media dedicated to emerging and alternative cultures in the form of interviews, of surveys. We Are Europe explores the idea that impact culture on a continental scale from club culture to societal challenges from the new artistic practices to our relationship with new technologies. This medium is supported by eight European festivals, including Nu Sonore in Lyon, Unsound in Krakow in Poland, Today's Art in The Hague in the Netherlands, and Sonar in Barcelona in Spain. Three fire episodes to dive into the emerging European scenes. Let's go! Hello, Laura. Listen to this. I heard this awesome track at a party this weekend. I shazammed it instantly. The artist is Automat and the title is Neil Loger, Ignorance Ha. Do you know it? What on earth is it? Wait, of course I know him. Automat is a great Polish producer. He's one of the key figures to the queer scene in Poland. Yeah, because you have to know that the political situation there is very complicated for women, the LGBT community, racial and religious minorities and migrants. And in reaction, there are a lot of club music collectives that are taking actions. Wow! But wait, I'm new here. It sounds very interesting. You have to explain it to me. Okay, Christoph, I'll tell you all you have to know about it. What I suggest is that we have a little look at my WhatsApp. In October, I was in Krakow for the Unsound Festival. It's an electronic music-focused festival that exists since 2003. I made a lot of contacts there. I'm in touch with producers, DJs, label owners, party organizers and activists and they will explain everything to us. The current political situation, how they are trying to act. They will also tell us about the booming electronic music scene there and how some artists are trying to reinvent club music in Poland. Are you ready? Because here we go. Fire. Voice notes from Warsaw. Political club music in Poland in partnership with We Are Europe. As I said, the situation in Poland has been very complicated and even very dangerous for some minorities for several years. And there's a whole scene that's getting organized and mobilized to defend the rights of these communities. Automat, the composer of this song you sent me, is very involved in this movement. He's based in Warsaw, the country's capital. He's both an electronic music composer and a DJ, but he's also an activist. He's part of several collectives that I will tell you about later. And he's set up a community web radio called Radio Capital. As you may have heard, Automat is a great composer. And in fact, that song you loved, Niluje Ignorance Ha, is very interesting for several reasons. See, at the beginning of this song, Automat placed an excerpt from a speech by Przemysław Czarnek, the Polish Minister of Science and Education. 
This ultra-conservative politician was appointed to the office in 2020 and is known for his extremely hateful stance towards the LGBT community. Just so you know, in the quote Automat placed in this track, the minister says, let's defend ourselves against LGBT ideology. We must stop listening to this nonsense about human rights and equality. These people are not equal to normal people. End of story. In fact, since 2015, it's the Pravo i Sprawiedliwości party that has been in charge in Poland. It's a right-wing, nationalist and ultra-conservative party which holds the majority in the assembly. And Andrzej Duda, the president of the republic, elected in 2015 and re-elected in 2020, is a member of it. And it's important to know that the concept of LGBT ideology is a concept that's used by the ruling nationalist party to stigmatize these communities. It's also used to appeal the conservative and religious part of the population. The Minister of Education did not hesitate to compare this so-called ideology to Nazism. And the demonstrations of hatred towards LGBT communities have been increasing since 2018. I spoke to Automat about this issue and asked him to tell me more about the situation of queer people in Poland, the dangers they face and how he personally feels about all of this. The situation for queer people has been getting better and better from the transformation. So from 89, 1989, I mean, and it's been getting more and more tolerant and no one really cared anymore about who you were going out with. There was still like a lo loads of internal homophobia, but it was going in the right direction. But since 2015, when Peace, which is like a law and order party, swept the whole government up and they have like a constitutional majority, they've been using queer people as a like a scarecrow for their voters. So and they've actually played a huge role in uh, making Poland a less welcome space for any kind of queer people. They've been actively denunciating us. They've been calling us pedophiles. They've been saying that we've been teaching four-year-olds how to masturbate, you know, just like very preposterous fake news. And they've actually based the whole presidential campaign of two years ago on this and on that matter. And many people, I guess, responded. So the homophobia was still really strong and, and uh, And it somehow got like an official nod that it's okay to be homophobic and it's okay to be biphobic, transphobic and stuff. So right now it's not too rosy for us here. It's uh, quite dangerous on the streets, even in the bigger towns. I still get like picked out on the street and uh, bullied and, and called names. Um, I've, it's not very great. We still need a lot of support from the international seen but um yeah it's tough in 2019 nearly a hundred local authorities adopted an anti-lgbt ideology motion this made it possible to ban pride marches all these communities represented a third of the national territory mainly in the southeast the most catholic part of the country the european commission reacted by threatening to stop its subsidies And as a result, half of the communities implied then abandoned the charter in 2021. Despite all of this, hate speech by politicians, homophobic attacks in the streets or against pride marches are increasing. And nationalists and the far right are more visible than ever. 
On November the 11th, the National Independence Day, more than 60,000 far-right demonstrators marched throughout Warsaw. By the way, the liberal mayor of Warsaw tried to have the rally banned, but the government declared the march to be a state event. With Automat, we were able to talk about the role of nightclubs and music for LGBT communities in such a hostile context. Queer clubs and queer club nights are pretty much the only safe space that young queer people have if they're not wanted at home or they're uh, or they've been kicked out or their parents are, you know, against the lifestyle, so to say. It's pretty much the only space where they can find people that are similar to them, people who have been going through the same stuff. Um, I didn't have that when I was a kid, you know, like I was living in a very small town. I'm from Torun, from a city that's like 160,000 occupants. So we didn't even have a gay club for a while. So like, yeah, queer club nights or, or even club nights that are queer friendly have been spaces for, for queer people. Of course, you can't really say that your space is 100% safe. So that's why we use the term safer space. But yeah, we try to strive for that. In terms of queer clubs, there's not really like too many queer clubs as opposed to straight up gay clubs, which have a kind of a different vibe. And uh, the focus is less on the scene and on, on the mutual support, but it's more on dating. Whereas like queer clubs, we have Lokum in Poznań that's freshly opened, but mostly the safer spaces in Poland are being created by queer collectives and are like queer club nights. So it's like a set date within a bigger club. In August 2020, Automat was arrested by the police in Warsaw during a demonstration in support of activist Margot. Margot is a member of the Stop Zdurom Collective, which means Stop Bullshit in Polish, and it's a radical, queer and feminist collective. And Margot was accused of putting rainbow flags on monuments and blocking anti-LGBT vans. Oh yes, because you should be aware that there are vans with messages reading like homosexuals equal pedophiles. When I read the titles of the song on Automat's EP Gusla, Human Rights, like Stop Zdurom, The Bad Gaze, I wondered if this experience had impacted Automat's music. Yeah, very much. My music is very much informed by what I'm going through at the moment, as I think most of the music is. But yeah, Gusla was a very poignant part in this because it's been created right after my arrest and uh, during the period when I was really year deep in activism and I was getting very frustrated that we were getting nowhere. So Guswa was like some kind of therapy for me. It, it actually poured out in maybe three weeks. One of the tracks was created before, but the rest of the tracks was created like very fast. And they're all like a bit of an exorcism and a bit of a scream of, of the oppressed community, but also a way to enact therapy on the dance floor, uh, which I think was very needed for us back then. And yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that it's been adopted by the queer society here very, very much. We'll be right back.
Automat is part of Oramix, a collective that was created to support women, non-binary and queer people in electronic music. Oramix organizes parties, workshop sessions and many events in several Polish cities. Automat told me how this collective was born, with what ambitions and what it has become since. Oramix uh, was created in 2017 by um, three members. Two of them are not, no longer in the collective anymore. And uh, it started off as like a platform for um, to empower women and to start a conversation around the lineup equality, gender equality. But then the more time passed, the more members started coming in and uh, the focus uh, widened. And we also started to look at equality in general, also queer, uh, non-binary and LGBTQ people in the music scene. And then it widened even more. And we started looking at people of color, looking at immigrants playing. And now uh, we're also focusing on the whole Eastern scene, how it's being overlooked and just treated as nothing is happening here in the Western and in the global media, you know? So we've been trying to raise a discussion around this. By the way, the track F20.2 by ISNT, one of the co-founders of Oramix that we just listened to, is from the Total Solidarity mixtape. This mixtape was released in August 2019 following the attack on the Pride March in Białystok, the largest city in the northeast of the country, by far-right activists and hooligans. This mixtape is a kind of manifesto. More than 126 Polish and foreign artists participated by sending a song and all the profits were donated to queer organizations. In fact, as you can see, Oramix is based on the intersectionality of struggles. Oppressions overlap, sometimes accumulate, and they have, of course, the same perpetrators. And to name a few, you have the government, the patriarchy and the extreme right. This is also the approach of the prographonic platform of the young Polish DJ Hermenaya or the Brutage Collective. I was concerned when Automat spoke to me about the lack of recognition of the Polish or Eastern music European scene. It's true that very little is said about it in the West. So I asked him, is club music booming in Poland right now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can... Even look at the at the lineups of the festivals this year, like uh, On Sound, Up to Date. There's so many talented Polish artists that have been doing an amazing job, and also like stopped looking to the West for inspiration. We just started doing our, our own thing. The best example of that is Tańce. It's a label that's been uh, created by Łukasz Warnawiasławski. I was actually uh, lucky enough to introduce the label with my EP last year, Who's for Human Rights. And he's doing this really interesting thing by telling the artists to dive into, you know, our own roots, to create a, a Polish style of music, you know, which is uh, in, in electronics, which is like something that not too many have tried doing before. And uh, it's like going really well. 
Automat was talking about the Tainse label. I've just sent you an extract of the track Balanga by the Polish artist Sempre. It's from the second release of the label. The creator of the Tainse label, Lukasz Warna Wiesławski, are 32 year old and were a programmer of Unsound Festival between 2012 and 2020. I exchanged with them in writing. Lukasz started from the premises that Poland was ignored by music industry, media and international festivals. Yet Berlin is only a 90-minute drive from Poland. Many Polish musicians are trying to appeal to the Western audience, but without success. Lukasz thought to themselves, okay, so club music was invented in the West with Black American, Caribbean or Brazilian artists at its foundations. But why not create our own sound, something unique? And this is done by starting from local music traditions, by taking up the instruments, the songs and the rhythms of Polish folklore. Earlier, Automat told us how the experience of his arrest inspired the creation of his Guzla Human Rights EP, which was released by Tainse. He also explained to me what his approach to music was. Yeah, both, both this EP and uh, the newest Dulska EP, they contain rhythms that have been inspired by traditional Polish dances like Oberek, uh, Mazurek, Polones, which have been, you know, we have been overthrown with this like four by four electronic music, which is like very formulaic and the rhythms are all the same all the time. So I really wanted to go back to, you know, experimenting with rhythms. In short, what you have to understand is that in club music, the political commitment, the deconstruction of certain ways of thinking, goes through the deconstruction of the usual rhythms of techno and house music, for example, but also through the explosions of formats. Deconstructing the genre means deconstructing musical genres. We call it deconstructed club music. Automat is also part of the Chisky Brocat Collective, which can be translated as heavy glitter in English. What is Chisky Brocat? Well, they are parties that are organized in Warsaw once or twice a month with a specific theme each time. At these parties, you can see mainly Polish queer DJs. The whole thing is organized in a proper DIY spirit. The collective has just celebrated its third birthday. It was created by four DJs and activists, Automat, Popper DJ, Damsel in Distress and drag queen Aldona Relax. Aldona Relax, Aldi to her friends, is one hell of a character. Her style of drag is bitchy bitch, the mean one, with a weird and funny side at the same time. She started doing drag seven or eight years ago in her hometown in the northwest of Poland. At that time, there were only two of them doing it in this town. Very soon, she started to travel a lot to also to organize drag events, so she moved there six years ago to be closer to her audience. I exchanged voice notes with her. The questions I was asking myself were, how did it start for her in Warsaw? Was there a drag community in Warsaw when she arrived? 
This is what she answered. I will tell you one thing. I don't like gay clubs because actually most of the time the music is really not for me, let's say it. <laughs> Pop music. And actually I, I'm not a big fan of it. Most of it, maybe. And I found out that there is in Warsaw one club, gay club, uh, with music that I, I like. More like housey, techno, techno kind of music. And I went there with my friend, uh, with Charlotte. She's also a drag queen. She's my drag sister, actually. We went there and we claimed this club ours. <laughs> yeah, and we spoke with the, the owners and so on, and we started doing their bingo, our parties, drag festivals and so on. This is how it started, actually. Because actually, as far as I know, there wasn't any drag nights or something like that in Warsaw. I mean, there was there, uh, in the clay clubs there, there were, but it was like one drag queen per, per night and so on. And we each time we made a, a festival with a minimum of 10 participants and so on. So it was a, like a bigger event than people were used to. Yeah, and actually I'm still doing it, but in the name of Cienski uh, Brokat Collective. Aldona Relax also explained to me how the drag scene has evolved in Warsaw since she has started. When I started doing drag, there wasn't a lot of drag queens. Now, with all the things connected to RuPaul and so on, there is a massive amount of new drag queens on the scene. But I think that in total, drag community is much stronger than when I started. There is much more support and so on. When I started, it wasn't that easy. I suppose the, the accessibility into clubs were much different and to start doing drag things it was much more difficult to start actually. Now I suppose because of RuPaul Drag Race it's, it's much easier because I think that LGBT people somehow demand it in clubs. Just so you know, RuPaul's Drag Race is an American TV drag contest hosted by the star of drag queens, RuPaul. It's a TV show that's very popular all over the world. And now that we have a glimpse of the drag scene in Warsaw, I wanted to know what links existed between the drag community and the club music scene. As far as I know, I'm the only drag queen DJ in Poland. But the case is that I'm doing a lot of, I can say, mixed parties that include a lot of drag performances, burlesque performances or voguing and so on. And it's like we have that lovely club Pogwas in Warsaw where we are doing most of our gigs and which each party we try to do something different, but it's always connected some kind of performance and music. And this is what, what Cienski Brokat is about, actually, to merge everything together that is queer. We promote a lot of queer producers, DJs, drag queens, burlesque performers, vloggers, and so on. And actually, I'm also responsible for after parties after much pride in Warsaw. We also then try to merge together as many performances, as much music as we can to promote our type of culture, I can say, I think. Yeah, what, what is actually what is fun for us. About the Pride marches, is it still possible to organize Pride marches in Poland in 2021? Isn't it banned? It's not banned. 
actually we can still make pride marches and so on and actually we have a lot of them because each city each bigger city not, not even bigger even smaller cities have their own pride marches but lately they were voting for law in Poland to ban all the LGBT just like in uh, in Russia they they ban everything from the public eye that is LGBTQ and they tried to do same thing in Poland and we'll see how it goes yeah because actually uh, as far as I know the Polish government the right-wing government is now trying to implement the the law that have in Hungary and in Russia and actually from as far as I know their law was just translated to Polish and put to same to vote I also asked Aldona if we can easily find places to organize queer events in Poland. But actually, I, I know that there are a lot of open spaces for people in Poland. For example, in Poznań, there is Lokum. In Kraków, I, I heard that there are some clubs, but actually I don't remember the names. I think that if you want to find safer space for your actions you will find it there is a lot of open-minded people that are really open for new stuff even if they don't know it don't understand it in the first place i think that if you search you can find because actually i'm we are also doing few parties in totally hetero clubs and it was okay i suppose there wasn't any any issues so i think that most of people are very open. There is just not so small, but group of people that are really evil, I can say. Aldona Relax's last vocal note comes to nuance a bit what I said before. The situation in Poland is complex. The government and a lot of local leaders are openly anti-gay, as is a part of the population. But we shouldn't generalize because a part of the Polish people is also open-minded, tolerant. Some cities, like the capital also, are more progressive and local institutions represent a counterpower. This mixture of fear, dread, suffering and hope is what the Polish musician Otto Aim wanted to express in her sound collage entitled Hell.pl. This track is featured on the second release of the Polish label Destitute. Destitute is a new project from the people that created Mestiso, a former collective from Warsaw that was organizing parties in the past five years. Each time, they deliberately mixed little-known Polish musicians with more well-known foreign musicians in the lineup in order to introduce them. Like the time they invited the Chinese producer Object Blue or the Dutch producer Liza to play. In the same way, they posted a series of mixes online, with each time a Polish DJ playing one part of the mix and a foreign DJ playing the other. 
Then they decided to take a short break because of the tiredness and COVID. They wanted to inject some fresh blood into the project and that resulted in launching Destitute. While waiting for the complete return of parties, Destitute is above all a label that takes up on Mestizo's fundamental principle, which is to release what we call splits, meaning two tracks by two different artists on the same record, one Polish and one non-Polish. The musician Lensk is the founder of Destitute. He's 28 years old and lives in Warsaw. And his main activity is to work on his philosophy thesis on Karl Marx. Here, I'm sending you his track, Flygen, from his latest EP, Incised Shots, which was released last year, so you can get an idea of what he does. When I talked to Lensk, I wanted to go back in time and ask him if this movement of collectives involved in club music had any pioneers in the recent history of Poland. Was there anything remotely similar before? When did this whole movement represented by Oramix or Mestizo start? Yes and no, in the sense that um, in the late, really late 80s, I mean, back when the like Soviet bloc was falling apart, and uh, in the early 90s, I think like the punk scene in Poland, they were throwing like parties that were kind of drum and bass, industrial, electro, etc. This was, I think, the most alternative thing. Then, like, that side of things kind of, like, died down completely. I mean, you had alternative electronic music. Like, there were shows you could go to. But for, like, uh, club music-oriented type things, not really. I mean, you had, like, non-mainstream electronic music, but it was not at all, like, politically involved. LGBT community is a huge, like, building block of, like, this like, non-mainstream electronic music, right? And it was, like, super marginalized. And, I mean, it still is, right? Uh, but uh, it was, like, super marginalized to the point of not even being talked about. So it kind of, um, like, coalesced into that moment. Oramic started doing their thing for women. Like, we started doing our thing through the rollers, started doing our thing. And it was, like, kind of, like, the height of, like, the actually radical discourse in Poland about LGBT community and uh, about women rights, uh, like actually starting to, you know, rear its head, uh, which was like super suppressed uh, up until that point. Uh, so it kind of makes sense, political collectives to spring up during this time. What I just sent you is a track called Tender Engineering by the Polish producer DMKHV on the very first release of the Destitute label. Lengst explained to me how the ultra-conservative orientation of the government impacted culture at an institutional level. The good thing is you, you still have like local grants and subsidies you can apply for. And Warsaw has a liberal government, so like you can still get money from Warsaw, for example, right? Because you can get city money. But like government money, uh, like institutional 
money is way harder, at least from institutions that are like directly linked to the Ministry of Culture. A good example of this is um, the Center for um, Modern Art at Zamek Wiesdowski in Warsaw. It used to be a really good space for modern art and also for music, for experimental music. When the new government came into power, like the director of the center like changed uh, pretty much immediately. Now you can go there to see a right-wing comedian. Like the, they invite actual fascists to show off their work. Uh, it's just mind-boggling because it's also bad. Like it's bad art, you know. Yeah. You will have a hard time like getting money to do non-patriotic art. <laughs> I just sent you was Podcast Fatigue by the young Polish producer Kuku on the third release of the Destitute label. All the profits from the sales of this split will be donated to a humanitarian organization that works along migrants on the border with Belarus. Oh yes, because at the moment there's a serious humanitarian and migratory crisis on the border between Poland and Belarus on the eastern side of Poland. To put it simply, there are currently between 3,000 and 4,000 migrants stuck behind barbed wire on the Belarusian side, outside in the cold, without access to water, food, heating and shelter, and at the mercy of the military. They are mainly from Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, Turkey and Iran. The situation has been going on for several months and is the result of tensions between the European Union and Belarus. The Belarusian dictator Alexander Lukashenko is accused by Europe of having caused this crisis by knowingly issuing visas to refugees and sending them there. As a result, the Polish side refused to let those people in and a state of emergency has been declared in the surroundings of the border. And consequently, the media and NGOs can't get within three kilometers of these areas. Earlier, I was talking about intersectionality. Precisely, all Polish collectives involved with LGBT rights have also mobilized for migrants. In October, Oramix released the compilation Cut the Wire to collect donations for an NGO that works with migrants. It's also the approach of Flauta, a collective from Warsaw created in 2016 by the musician Ratrax. Flauta is a technical sailor's term for windless, calm sea. That's what they wish for migrants crossing the Mediterranean to arrive safely in Europe. With Flauta, there are two rules. Not to organize parties in places where parties are normally organized, in other words, clubs, and to give all the profits to foundations that work with refugees. Hey, I don't know if you saw, but I just sent you a song. It's the song Bourchibas Ouzdraviagne by Mala Herba and Darja Casimira. It's an extract from the Cut the Wire compilation I just mentioned, the one by Oramix Collective. This title sums up the music of non-binary queer artist Mala Herba because Ouzdraviagne means healing and often Mala Herba's shows are similar to healing rituals. 
And burtibas is the name of a traditional Polish instrument. It's what we call a friction drum. You have to imagine a small barrel close with a skin like a drum, but in the middle of which a horsehair or a metal chain is passed. And when you pull on it, it makes this kind of noise. Mala Herber used the sound of this instrument for the song I just sent you. Listen carefully. In fact, Mala Herber, whose real name is Zosia Ohuboska, have a habit of drawing on traditional Polish and Eastern European music to compose their music. Malaherbe originally come from the northwest of the country, but have been living in Vienna, Austria, for the past five years. Zosia left Poland 10 years ago because of the situation I described. But they are still very involved in politics and art, especially as a member of ORMX Collective. Malaherbe are an alternative persona. On stage, Zosia like to transform into a sensual witch, In fact, it's often their fans who make the costumes. And every time, as I said, their concerts are like rituals in which they seem to make one with their sweaty audience. Just like this feeling of melting into the crowd. I wanted to know what kind of experience they wanted to create on stage and for whom. Listen to what Joshua told me. It's really interesting. I mostly address queer, non-binary, femme people and, and people that have experience of migration. These are like, you know, my people, <laughs> my community. And uh, I want them to feel like seen and welcomed and valued at my shows. I want them to feel safer. I want them to feel loved. I want them to feel healed. I think that dancing together really can have this healing effect on our bodies and this feeling of like belonging to a community. So that's what I want to express. Mala Herber released the album Demonologia in January 2021. This project is like a study of demons and ghosts, and the artist dedicated it to all non-binary people who are exploring their powers. For this project, Mala Herber did a lot of research on Polish folklore, consulted sound archives, books, studied ancient Eastern European singing techniques, and even took courses in ethnomusicology. And on this album, the lyrics are only in Polish and Ukrainian. Malaherba explained to me why it's important to reclaim this cultural heritage in the current political context. I think it's because this sort of like folk topics were kind of appropriated by right-wing like narratives for a very long time. I think like the nationalistic way of thinking about Poland usually tries to get rid of all the differences and just trying to like unify everyone and put on this like imagined recreated traditions underline how everything is like super catholic and like very traditional and like a very bizarre understanding. So I think it's important to show that Polish culture actually consists of very many minorities, very many beliefs, very many traditions, also different religions, different dialects or sometimes different languages. 
different rhythms to show that you know it's like a very diverse collage it's important to reclaim it in a, like a local sense you know like i don't care if i'm from poland or somewhere else but i care that i'm from this region in poland and also show that there's been different ways to express diversity in even the traditional cultures you know like maybe you could not be openly gay or queer but there were some ways for people to exist outside of a family structure so to speak or you know you could be a folk musician then you wouldn't have to get married and you could just like travel around and play or you could be like a witch or a healer then you also wouldn't have to get married and you can just live in a little house outside the village and just like do your own thing you know this is what i mean i think it's also important to talk about how traditional culture deals with diversity like whenever i read traditional songs traditional lyrics i always try to find this like little quirky element in which i can find like maybe not openly feminist or openly queer but like a little crack so to speak like a little something where i can like then take it and reimagine it like or interpret it my way I just forwarded to you on WhatsApp is Kupaoli by Mala Herba. The lyrics come from an old Ukrainian song. It tells the story of girls who get dressed up for an important event in their village. And when they arrive, there's no one there, no boy, so they decide to dress up for themselves. As I said, Zoshua Ohuboska is very committed. About seven years ago, they created the Sounds Queer Lab. The aim of it is to organize workshops around synthesizers for women and queer people. And in Vienna, the project grew. As time went by, it gathered a set of instruments that were made available to them. You should really check out the account Sounds Queer on Instagram because there's a lot of info on a lot of keyboards and a lot of machines. And while I was looking into Malaherba, I came across a live recording on the YouTube channel of the Berlin Red Radio Hör from last February. At the end, Malaherba show a sign with a phone number and the name of the NGO Abortion Without Borders. This caught my attention and I wanted Zosia to tell me what is really legally happening around abortion in Poland. Like at the moment, because of the ruling of the Supreme Court from last year, now you can only get abortion if it's a direct danger to your health or if it's a consequence of a forbidden act, like a rape, for example. But in practice, it's almost impossible to get abortion legally. And we know already of a case where a woman was refused abortion, even though... 
the fetus was very malformed and was dying and she actually died in the hospital two days ago. So there is a really big network of activists that help people either get the pills for a medical abortion at home or they help organize a trip abroad to Vienna, for example, or Berlin or Netherlands. And they just uh, published a statistic that in one year they actually helped 340,000 abortions. They helped to organize them in Poland. So this really shows the scale. And all of this was organized by activists, while, you know, the Polish government thinks that there's no problem. I heard this novel, I just could not believe it. You have to know that Poland has one of the most restrictive laws in Europe concerning abortion. And this new law passed in 2021, which reduces even more the possibilities to have legal access to it, has led to numerous feminist and anti-patriarchal demonstrations in the country. Queer collectives in the club scene have rallied around that cause. In April, Destitute, Oramix and the duo Eternal Engine organized a pro-abortion online rave called the Abel Pro Cyberwave. The lineup included some of the most prominent Polish DJs such as Doghead Surgery, Polak and VTSS. Christoph, I guess now you have a good overview of what's going on in Poland. I'll admit it's a bit complex, but at least you have a clearer picture. It's all a bit scary and you should definitely go and support all the initiatives I've told you about. For example, you can do so by going and buying tracks on the Oramix and Destitute Bandcamp pages. I really want to thank Automat, Aldona Relax, Lenks, Malahaba, Hermenaya from Prographonic, Lukasz from Tainzi, Fatrax from Flauta for answering my questions. A big thank you to Jacek from the Brutage Collective for his help and recommendations, as well as to the Unsound Festival, We Are Europe and Arti Farti, the organizing association of New Sonore Festival in Lyon and a founding member of We Are Europe. Well, Christophe, I have to run. Speak to you soon, yes? Cheers. Well, thank you very much. It was so interesting. I learned a lot both about the electronic music scene and the political situation in Poland. I was not aware that it was so tense. Next month, I propose we head off to Holland. I've been told that there's a lot of things happening there too. Fire, a show by Nick La Radio in partnership with We Are Europe with the support of SASEM and Creative Europe. Written by Renaud Brisa, translation Carla Pera, English voice Laura Tauchenov and Daniel Adadiran, director Malo Williams, producer Christophe Payet. Fire, 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 fire.